Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 22. We are your hosts, myself, Trey Johnson, and... Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy Mikowski. What's going on, man? We're back back in the Skype-verse after, our, the uh, Skype. after our, our couch one. Our couch one was fun, but now, now we're back in different cities, so we're back to the regular format. Yeah, the couch one was fun. I, I liked it. I was sitting on a couch. Yeah, there was some there was some footage of it taken. It's the first time for that, too. Yeah, that's there's proof that we were sitting on a couch. Yeah, <laughs> totally, and proof of the Mario of the Mario doll. In case Mario somebody, dolls there. Yeah, in case somebody was like, well, "You don't have that." I'm like, well, yeah, no, you do. We've got a special guest, Keenan the Cat. So what uh, what have you been playing aside from Star Fox Zero, which we which we both got? I yeah, that's mainly what I've been playing. But uh, that humble bundle is awesome. That humble bundle that happened. Something yeah. Worth talking about. Because I it was I've been playing a lot of those games the past day so and kind of backed off of Star Fox a little bit actually. Yeah. What uh what is your uh, what is your favorite Humble Bundle game thus far that you've played? Definitely Affordable Space Adventures, the game sweet. Yeah. Have you played multiplayer at all? It's supposed to be really good for that. Like where you uh, all like operate a different part of the ship. I just played it for about an hour, hour and a half the other day, like just straight through and was having a blast with it. Oh cool. Um for for those of you who don't know there's uh there's a Humble Bundle deal again this year. For uh for Nintendo, where you uh, what you pay like a dollar and you get like, wasn't it like you pay a dollar and you get like four games, and if you pay like higher than whatever the average is, you get like another four games or something like that, right? Right. And if, and if you pay like thirteen, you get like ten games. And I think they're supposed to add some next week, also after after the time that's up, because you have till next Tuesday, right, to to buy it to get the bundle, I believe. Yeah, and they're talking about adding more content. One thing they added that I thought was interesting was a, a 3DS theme. So that's that's something interesting to throw into a bundle, I guess. Oh yeah, the the Retro City Rampage theme. Which who would yes. want that? But I don't know. I, I played that game on PlayStation on Play on PS4. It was free on uh, on the PlayStation Plus, and it's uh yeah. I didn't really care for the game. It was like way there's like way too much shit happens like all at once in the beginning, and it's like really I don't know. I found it confusing and not really that fun but if i remember the I tried uh, again i remember watching videos about it a few years ago when it came out and uh, it looked like one of those like youtube videos where like there's some youtube video where like every all the everybody's fighting or something it's like gets really epic it's like anyway that's what it reminds me of like there's just like you said just so much shit going on like it's hard to keep track of it you know it's like okay yeah there's lots of fan service and there's lots of homage to lots of games yeah, there's like so much like just random references, like it's like oh you're in Knight Rider and then Knight Rider crashed and then like the and then like the phone booth from Bill and Ted showed up and took you to this other thing where you're like now you're in like Tron and it's like all this it's like what you know like and it doesn't but it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense it'll be like one thing and then that's over and then you go to another thing and that's over and there's another thing and I'm like I I I can't do this you know that type of thing it was, it was well, too I'll, much but I'll try it again I'll on the humble bottle. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I wouldn't, you know, on a downloading frenzy. It was a lot of fun. You have to type in those codes, though, right? That's always annoying on that, where you got to put all of them in and then then wait, pretty much. You can't just do, like, a whole, like, click a thing, and then you'll just, just get all of them. Well, you know, there was someone posted something on Reddit um, that said you go to this other website or you go to, like, there's something you can go to where you can just click, supposedly. I would need to research it a little more, but I think that when you do this sort of thing, you can skip the code entering by like just going straight to your account or something. Oh, okay. Cause, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but you can actually download some stuff remotely now, uh, through the eShop. 
I think that's what it was. I think because, it's because like when I got uh, when I got the WarioWare like on Nintendo account, I I downloaded it from that website. Like I said, like download now, and my D, uh, 3ds just started downloading on its own without me touching it. That so, happened with Cross too. Yeah, so you can do that now, which is really awesome. Hopefully, they do that. I don't know if they have it. I don't think I don't think they have it to the point to where you can pre-order it and do that, like pre-order on your phone and have it start downloading, like, or buy something online and have it download on your own. But hopefully they'll get to that. But still, it's cool that you can do it. Like your your 3ds, of course, needs to be on, and like in like, you know, and not in a game, and like you know, connect to the internet and all that. But um, right, it but needs to be plugged, uh, preferably plugged in in sleep mode, so yeah. that it should be when you're not yeah. using it. But I don't think it works for the Wii U. Like, I don't think the Wii U will, like, turn on and download for you. But it should. That'd be cool. It would make more sense, too, because it's the, the home console and not the portable. Sure. Yeah, but I've been, yeah, I've been wanting to get the Humble Bundle. I'm planning on getting it. I just haven't, yeah. I just haven't gotten it yet. And I was thinking about, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles came out today. I was thinking about buying that again. Just cause I'm going to re- buy it. Just because I really wanted to play it on the TV. And I feel like the graphics are a little muddled on the, uh, 3DS one. As much as I like it, it's like such a big game that it's kind of it's something you want to have on a big screen because it's like there's so many open environments to walk around on, and it's tempting to just get it again just to have another copy of it because I did really like that game. Well, I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, I when you were here visiting, we saw a copy for forty dollars. We did, and good and thing we didn't I, get it because I it came out. Went, yeah. bought it two days ago. Like it was. Yeah, I thought about the same it. Same day that I saw the announcement that they were going to release it, and uh, I just remember. Thinking to myself, what are we going to bitch about anymore on the podcast? Well, there's other things to bitch about (laughs) (laughs) when we get to that. To how uh, how Nintendo dropped the ball, as some people say, I guess, which we'll which we'll get into in a minute. That's how how I felt. I get kicked in the balls. But anyway, um, I'm not. I'm I'm going to download it. But after yesterday's humble bundle experience, you know, I have all these new games to play. You know, one interesting thing, and trying to figure it out, but Citizens of Earth was one of the games. I yeah. paid the thirteen dollars, and I didn't get the email for like ten minutes, which kind of freaked me out because I've I've gotten a few bundles at this point. You know, usually you get the email right away. So sure. I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And of course, there was something on their site. It's like, just click this button to resend your links. And they sent me an email that was really nice. It had all my keys from every humble bundle that I bought. So that was that's a nice thing that they have on it. No citizens of Earth. It's not in there. I don't know. Maybe I have to contact them directly and be like, hey, yo, where's my... Uh... That's a game I definitely want to try out. I know it didn't get the greatest reviews, but I think it'd still be kind of cool to have a free RPG on my system. Yeah, sure. It's it's supposed to be... It's, it's somewhat have it's somewhat influenced by Earth, Earthbound also, which is which is pretty cool. That's what I've uh, that's what I've heard. I haven't played it. I downloaded it, the demo, but never actually got to it. But yeah, a lot of people said that it's kind of trying to be another Earthbound. I like think... In, like in its style... I played Freedom Planet for probably about half an hour. That game's a lot of fun. Yeah, I played a demo of that and really liked it. That was like Freedom Planet and Affordable Space Adventures. Like, have both been on my list for a while as games that I wanted to get, but I didn't really. I don't know. I didn't want it. I didn't really bring my. Couldn't bring myself to drop like twenty bucks on Affordable Space Adventures. I'm sure it's, it's worth it. It's just you know, it just wasn't in the cards, I guess. But with it in here, it's like a. It's like a hundred. A, de- a definite. Like the only thing I already have. Out of that is uh, Street Fighter Four for 3DS, which I bought for like five dollars on a sale. Yeah. So I'll I'm sure I'll hand that off to somebody. But um, and I think I have I think I have a copy of Dark Siders. It might have been a PlayStation Plus thing, 
Darksiders 2. Great. I, I played a little bit of that. I'm not, I don't know how long that's going to live on my hard drive, but. It's basically it was, like, it's like Zelda. I mean, Darksiders 1 was really good. I played through that one on PS4. It's like God of War meets Zelda, right? Yeah. Pretty much, that's yeah. That's what it kind of felt like, the little bit of it I played. Is the second one's weird, though, because, like, I really like the first one a lot, but, like, the, but the second one is, like, a different character, and, like, his part of the story of the first one but it just doesn't really it doesn't really have the same feeling i guess of the story oh that's what, right what it kind of yeah. it's like a parallel story yeah, it's a parallel story to the to darksiders one okay. which which i really enjoyed two i just yeah i played played it a little bit kind of fell out of it but i thought about you know just trying to play it on on the wii u for the hell of it what's really cool back to xenoblade chronicles what's really good cool about that download is that you can actually play it on the on the pad because it has like full, you know, had had the pro controller support and anything that had pro controller support, you can actually play through the pad like like off TV. So that's a that's a big thing for that as well, which is really that cool. Because because it's still a bigger screen than you would have on a 3ds. Yeah, but it's all. But I think only that. I think that and Pandora's Tower are the only ones that you could do that for for the for the yeah. Wii for the Wii Virtual Console stuff. Which yeah, I have Pandora's Tower, and you can play it on the pad. Yeah, how far did you get in that? Like, I played that. I think yeah, I got through like maybe three towers, and then I got to a point where it was where it got really hard, and I was going to have to start grinding, and I kind of just fell out of it then. But it's a weird game, but I like tower. it. Second like tower, it. I didn't play very long. I it was around the time when did it wasn't it released somewhere near the time uh, Xenoblade came out. I don't think so. No, it came out before that. It was uh, they called it like uh, it was like the month. It was like the hardcore month or something like that. Because I remember oh. they they released that and uh, Sin and Punishment two at the same time and Sin and Punishment one also I think they were all like went back to back and like one week after another and I think I got distracted by Sin and Punishment two but yeah it was, I liked it I th- I mean from when I played it I thought it was a cool game but I got kind of stuck where like all the whatever tower I got to all the guys were too hard and I was going to go back and try to grind under the other towers it's cool it was cool for what it was the uh, I, the thing that sucks is the best the best way to play it is with the Wii mote is with like a nunchuck and, and Wii mote though so playing it through the through the pads kind of a little weird because it's because the controls are strange for that I think I think it makes more sense with the pointer well as far as the humble bundle goes if I had to summarize my feelings on it having bought it definitely get it it's uh thirteen dollars is worth it for Affordable Space Adventure, Adventures alone. I think that's a twenty dollar game on the eShop normally. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I said. Actually, one thing that's kind of a bummer. I was hoping I'd get gold coins, but you don't. Oh, you don't get coins from it at all. Nope. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because yeah, because it's a download code. That's why. And it's not. Well, yeah, and it's not a, the way they work. It's a currency amount you spent, not what games you bought. Yeah, yeah, it works for. Well, they it rounds it up for the most part but you actually have to pay something i think i don't know yeah it's but since but i think since you're buying download codes through this it's not really it doesn't work the same way but yeah that game's and you know we'll get to it but i'm playing affordable space adventures this game i got as part of a bundle it's an indie game it's very well i mean it's the presentation's awesome like you know you wouldn't know it was an indie game it could have been released by a big studio i think but uh it's like i'm i'm using the gamepad with it and i'm like holy Shit, this game uses the gamepad better than Star Fox Zero, but we'll get to, we'll get in. Oh yeah, well yeah, I have a, I have I have opinions on that, but uh, about the reasoning <laughs> behind that, but we'll we'll talk to it. But uh, yeah, the yeah the humble bottle is totally worth totally worth getting. It's um yeah, it's like it's four it's four games or no, it's uh it's eight games and and a and a um and a theme. 
for your 3DS, and there's supposed to be more games added. And some of those games are doubles, like uh, Shantae and Citizens of Earth are for both 3DS and Wii U, yeah. which, is pretty, which is pretty awesome. So if you haven't gotten it, got it, totally get it. Uh, seems they seem to be selling a lot. And I'm also one thing to note is uh, one thing to note, and I think it they must have changed it recently. But when you buy the bundle, if you just click through it and pay for it and everything, like it'll by default it'll uh, it splits up the donation somehow, and you can change you can go through and you can scroll. So it'll be like you can decide how much of the thirteen dollars you pay goes to charity, how much goes to Nintendo, and how much goes to uh, staff of Humble Bundle. Oh, cool! I didn't know you could do that. It's called the Humble Bundle Tip or something like that. But uh, oh. so I went, I went in and I changed it because it was set up to like Nintendo got like eight bucks, Charity got like two fifty, and I think the other one got two fifty or whatever. If that, the math makes sense. There. So I, I just, I just knocked Nintendo's down a little bit. I love you, Nintendo, but you know, I wanted <laughs> to give a little bit of charity. If you want, you can give it all the charity. So it, it's a, it's a cool little thing. But I just wanted to mention, like last time I bought one it automatically showed me that slider window and I could choose. But this time around, I was like, where's that slider window? And I had to actually kind of click to find it. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't even remember seeing it when I bought it. Cause I bought the other humble bundle as well, except I owned like a, a, a larger amount of those games, Same but, still, but still the ones that I got were worth it. I guess. I don't know. So I don't remember this, what I played. This one is spectacular. Yeah. But this, but this one, this one's better. Cause there's a lot more stuff that I was finding on buying that's in it. But yeah, that's cool. You can make it. You can be like, I will give Nintendo nothing if you want to. I mean, they got they got plenty of money. They give it to charity. They have a lot of money. So uh, I I was playing earlier. I played a uh, Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, which uh, just which just came out today, along with Xenoblade Chronicles. Did you see that one? No, I haven't tried it out yet, but I saw it on the the queue. It's uh, it's really cool for anyone who has uh, who has like you know a collection of amiibos and isn't really doing anything with them, like like myself <laughs> because like it's basically a free game that has like a hundred some levels in it or well probably close to a hundred looks like that you can unlock with each of your of the mar each of the mario amiibos you know like basically basically the mario set and like donkey kong and diddy are pretty much the ones that do stuff but i've, I've been having a lot of fun with it i played through like diddy's levels and donkey kong's levels but it's basically you get you unlock you, you can play the game with any amiibo and when you turn use any amiibo that aren't those Mario one those Mario specific ones, it shows up as like just a little like gray robot amiibo or a gray robot toy that goes through the levels. And you can only do like I don't know what's probably like the regular like ten fifteen levels. And if you want to unlock like the rest of like sixty however many there are, you have to have specific amiibos to do that. But if you already have them, it's like a cool free game to get and play around with for a while. And I've been enjoying it. So this might. Prompt me to open up my amiibos because totally. I still have several. I haven't unboxed. Yeah, I don't know who you have. It's basically you know, it's like Mario and Luigi and Toad and like Princess and like um, Rosalina and like Yoshi, Bowser, Bowser Junior. You know those those type ones or what? what Can I what? use my yarn Yoshi? I don't know. Probably. I haven't. I haven't gotten to the Yoshi part of the game yet. And actually, the Yoshi part is like right after the D- the Diddy Kong part, but I haven't played that far. But um, yeah, I haven't. I think they I think they use the same they work the same way so you should be able to use your yarn Yoshi for it. But the There's, only other one I has have is the I have both of the classic Mario's. Oh yeah, color brown and they're both color, but one of them's more like blue and red, and the other one's like brown and like the original Mario. Sure, I'd have to I'd have to experiment and see like if those work as a Mario amiibo because I haven't gotten to the Mario part either. 
but um it's cool it's a cool little game it's totally free um it's it plays you know it's like any of those mini mario games you know the ones where you just like you like have you tap them they'll have them go and then you draw the you know you draw like the bridges like for them to go the right way so if you like those type of games which i you know i've enjoyed them to a point like i bought i think i bought the i mean i bought the dsiware one and i bought the um whatever the first 3ds one was i bought that one too I think I haven't bought like Tipping Stars or the one before that, but I but I enjoyed them for the most part. So, so I recommend the game if you have uh, if you have amiibos that you're sitting around and you need to use them for you know you want to use the first actual one game. was on uh, Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Of the very the, first Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Yeah, the actual Mario vs. Donkey Kong game was on Game Boy Advance, which that one I plays I differently. I I know you I know you played through it on my That's on the only my, one I played through. I no, played you played. The whole one. I, like I remember watching you beat the game on my Game Boy Player on the on the GameCube, like on the TV. But that game is really really cool. Like I like that game a lot. But then I'll it's been, it I mean, it's free. But then it's been off to the minis, where everything after that just pretty much became mini games, which I think were which which I think was mostly DS because a lot of it had like drawing in it. You know, was where it went because I think there was a Mario vs. vs. DK DS game, and then it went to the to the minis after that but i don't know it's worth a look i mean like i said i've been having fun with it today since i downloaded it so totally check it out it's free the uh the full version of lost reavers is on there also oh okay no longer which is beta. free which is free again yeah so there was the beta for like two weeks and now the full one so hopefully it works better i don't know i all i did was play through the tutorial it was a first person shooter i thought it controlled fine whatever um, but I guess a lot of people are saying that it's like a first-person loading screen. So you basically just walk for a little bit, and then it loads, and you walk for a little bit, and it loads, which doesn't sound fun. But when I tried to do it, I couldn't find anybody to play with, so it was just like, you know, none of the rooms would let me in there, and I couldn't join any games. So I was like, okay, that's that. But hopefully the new version version works better. But, you know. Let's get to some news. Okay, so there was, a, there was like an investors meeting thing, something like that, that happened a couple days ago. I'm not sure of the exact ter- actual term of it, but I guess they, they made some announcements. Um, they made dropped a major big bummer that uh, Zelda Wii U is not coming out this year, which which sucks. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, some other tidbits was uh, the uh, they gave they gave a somewhat of a date for uh, NX. Said it was March March of 2017. Right. So all the rumors of it coming out this year were not correct, which I you know. Which I figured they weren't. It's like they're, they're, I, I figured it would it would come out next year at the soonest, but I thought it'd be like holiday time. But also they're planning on not showing any not showing it at E3, and supposedly Zelda's the only playable game there as well, which is kind of a weird step. But they said they wanted to focus on it, so I don't know. And they also announced the uh, Animal Crossing and uh, Fire Emblem apps for mobile, which seemed pretty cool. So uh, yeah, let's talk about those things. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Animal Crossing uh, because that's the one that, for me, was like maybe the part I could deal with the best out of all that news. Um, because one interesting thing was they, they mentioned that it will w- work in conjunction with the console versions. What oh. console version? Exactly, right? Does that so mean that they're means... about to announce a new Animal Crossing game on a console? Because that'd be awesome. What if it What if it reacts with uh, with um, Amiibo Festival? And that's and that's what you right. have to use it with. That was one thought, and the, my also my, my other thought was like, you know, well, it'll react or it'll it'll interact with the Animal Crossing they release on NX. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I, I thought it was cool that there was a mobile Animal Crossing. I'm like, yeah, that works. That would totally work. You can play it on your phone every day easily. 
you know, it's not really button based, so you could you could do it with the touch screen. And I thought it's a cool idea. I'm interested. Yeah, the social I, I, aspects of it could be beefed up a lot with being on the phone. And yeah, yeah hopefully you can visit people's towns easily, easily, easier, and all that. And uh, it'll be, I'm sure the, there'll be a lot more variety to it than like Mitomo. But it's a good like stepping stone from Mitomo to go to there. I agree. And uh, the Fire Emblem on the on the app on the phone will be cool too. I'd like to see that. They said they're going to make it a little bit more streamlined, yeah, more accessible. So maybe I can actually beat one finally. <laughs> through the through the, through the mobile version, I don't know, but yeah, I mean both of those were cool. I think those are two great, yeah, two great franchises to port over to mobile. They seem like they're already sort of because they've both been like 3ds games already. They've kind of made that transition a little bit already. Fire Emblem's like more strategy, so it'd, lot, it'd be a lot easier to use the touchscreen for. I agree. So that's the good news. The other news is I don't know. I'm I'm really bummed about the Zelda. I mean, it's kind of hard to not be bummed about that. It I is. Mean, I know they always get delayed, and I'm sure they have their reasons. I don't think they're doing it just so it can release on a different system, which a lot of people seem to think. But um, it still sucks. I was hoping to get it this at the end of this year. But at least what year we're gonna... did Skyward Sword come out? Was that 2012? Ugh. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Skyward Sword might have been a little bit before that. No, it, yeah, it was because uh, the because the Wii U was already out then in 2012, and the Wii U wasn't out yet when uh, Skyward Sword came out. Wii U came out in late 2012. I thought Skyward Sword came out. Oh, no, Skyward Sword came out. I mean, all Zelda games always come out around Christmas time. Skyward Sword came out in November of whatever year it came out because I had to uh, I had to send my Wii I sent my Wii U in to get fixed. It was 2011. Because uh, because it was you know I I sent I basically fixed it to play that game because it it had broken you know my Wii Wii like broke maybe three two or three times. And uh, I sent it back in and paid the hundred dollars to get it fixed, so I could play uh, Skyward Sword. So it's like basically like one hundred fifty dollars for me. That game was, but uh, it was totally worth it. I liked it. I know, I know you didn't like it as much, but there's also. Uh, do, you think, do you think they're going to release a Skyward Sword remake this year? Yeah, I was going to say there's rumors about that too. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird. It'd be a weird step because then they'd have to package it with like a Motion Plus controller. You know, that'd be kind of like taking a step back. You know, instead of making it, because they can't make it, they can't make it not motion control. It just wouldn't work unless they want you to shake the gamepad around. But I don't think that would work as well as it did. You know, since it was motion plus. I don't know. I guess we'll see at E3. I think they're still going to show some games at E3. They're just you're just they're not going to be playable. It's just going to be the only one that's playable, Zelda. But I think there will still be some stuff shown, and I think there'll still be some announcements of future stuff. But the fact that the only playable game is going to be the one that they announced was delayed seems like damage control a little bit. Like, all right, all right, all right. Well, sorry, but check this out. Yeah, hopefully, this is looks... how important it is to us that you play Zelda. There won't be anything else. It'll be only Zelda. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to do it. Where they they're like, oh, we want to focus. This is what wants us to be our. You know, complete focus is is on is on Zelda. So I hope they got some really cool stuff. I mean, hopefully, I hope they have a lot done. I mean, we haven't really seen anything since 2015, really, right? At all, like from it. So I mean, it's it might just blow everybody away, and it'll be like, oh shit, you know, I understand now. I'll tell you what, man, it's been an an emotional roller coaster because good things have happened to with all the bad news. There came the good good things, and the humble bundle is one of them which was completely unrelated, but who knows? You, you never know with these things. Like Nintendo has a little bit of strategy. Like, well, 
we know people are going to be pissed at us, so let's uh, do this Humble Bundle then, and also let's release this game that people have been bitching about wanting to That's, have for two yeah. years or whatever. It's like, well, here's bad news, and here's Xenoblade Chronicles, so shut up and play yeah. this for the next like 200 hours, because it's gigantic. <laughs> you know. And I was, uh, I was also thinking about finishing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X before I got, before I got into that. Again. I think um, I think that I'm kind of on the same page because it's Which, it's not like they did with the first couple of GameCube games. Like it's the price it's going to be, so it's not like you got to like seize the day and get it while well, it's twenty bucks. Like that's the price it's going to be. So. Oh sure, yeah, it, it'll be there. It'll be there forever long. I mean, you can still buy Virtual Console games on the Wii, even though yeah. there's no internet service on it. So they'll probably keep that going, you know, for as long as they can. But um. I did. Uh, I did start playing as Xenoblade Chronicles X again when I was at my mom's house because she has like a sixty-inch TV, and oh. it looks it looks really fucking beautiful on it. So I got I played that like for two nights, and I and I still really like that game a lot. I want to I want to play some more of it, and it's uh yeah. I just I just played some regular some regular missions, but yeah, I was digging it again. So I and it's enough that you return did you feel to like it whenever you, you can get back into it pretty easy. Like, oh yeah, totally. I mean, because I I just looked through what missions I had, and, I, and they were still markers on the map, and I just kind of followed it and just cool. you know remembered what I was doing. Well, yeah, I probably will do that. But I didn't feel like it was so much to where like I was confused or I didn't know where to go. I felt like it was pretty easy to to step back into and you know feel like you hadn't really left it. But yeah, I suggest that you do it because it's I think it's still cool, and I liked it and I enjoyed it a lot the times that I played it recently. So I have to get back into that. Yeah, my back catalog's getting pretty. Pretty heavy, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I still, uh, have, I still have Pikmin three sealed. I got that like close to two weeks ago, and it's still. I haven't even opened. Yeah, I've never. I've never been able to do that. Like, just have a game that just keep it sealed. Like, even if I don't play it, I still have to open it and look at it. You know. Well, I've played it before. That's the thing. I played. I played the demo, so I know what to expect already. Oh sure, I yeah, but you don't know the way it starts. You don't know the beginning of it. You know. Yeah, that's know. it. Demo, isn't it? The demo is just the first part of the game, I think, and then you can continue from that the point you leave off in the demo. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I played the demo. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I ever. But you already it. had the game before the demo came out. Oh, did I? I'm I don't know. Sure. I mean, I got my mine came free with Mario Kart Eight. So if the demo came out after Mario Kart Eight, then it yeah, it was like it was part of like one of the uh, one of the directs. Shigeru Miyamoto came out and said, "And I want everyone to try Pikmin Three, so." There's going to be a demo available today. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Can yeah, I, I don't know. Even though the game had been out for like two years at that point. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird, right? Yeah, it's like it's already been out for two years. But, I don't but know. that was a big part of it was like, we really want this, you to play this game to the point where you can continue from where you leave off. So hopefully I can do that. And I guess, yeah, I should boot it up and see. Yeah, but, uh, totally. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got uh, two copies of Sticker Star. <laughs> That I haven't opened yet. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's something I definitely don't... I've never played that ever. I've never, like, played it. So sure. I don't know why I'm not excited to play it. But for some reason, like... So you don't have to worry about Zelda being delayed till 2017 because you have plenty of stuff to play through the rest of the year. Honestly, I do. And, you know, I still have to finish Twilight Princess. I'm still on the snow temple. I haven't progressed any further. Oh, sure. Because I've been distracted by all these other. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't beaten it because I want to get everything. Like I want to collect the bugs and the ghosts. Oh, so, so you're just hanging out of me. So I've kind of been just like procrastinating because finding those ghosts is irritating. It's just kind of it's kind of annoying. So I just really haven't because all I would do is just ride around and I just haven't done that yet because I've, I've beat all the levels and found all the hearts. 
the uh, how do you feel about the about Zelda being on both systems, which doesn't seem like really uh, much of a surprise. I mean, everybody kind of figured that would happen. One of the funniest things I thought out of this announcement was how everybody was saying that the NX was delayed. It's like it's like it wasn't delayed, man. It can't be delayed when it was never when they never gave it a date. You know, you just believe these stupid rumors that were out there. They've never even formally out. announced it, really. Like they've just mentioned it in investor meetings. And- yeah, they just said like we're doing mobile games, but yeah. we're also having another system. You know, and there's and I also read another article with them calling it the a third pillar as well. So they're bringing that back again, <laughs> bringing back the third pillar. There is this, definitely some deja vu happening here, and uh, but it's not surprising deja vu. It's it was predictable deja vu, like. Even the uh, average schmo could be like, uh, they're going to, I mean, they've got a new system coming out soon, so, you know, what did they do last time? The Zelda that everyone's waiting But I guess they didn't do that with uh, Skyward Sword, right? No, you know, they didn't. But that that wouldn't have worked with the Wii U, like, and so that's what I'm thinking. So a lot of, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of comparisons to be made here with between Twilight Princess and this new Zelda game, but the difference here is that, you know, you went from the GameCube to you know, these crazy motion controls with the Wii. And I think that the NX is going to be back to, like, normal controls. That's my prediction. Yeah. To the point where, like, it may it may actually be the better version. It may be less gimmicky. Sure. I mean, here's the here's the question on everybody's mind, though, right, is uh, which version will you get? Like, as far as I'm concerned, I, I learned from uh, Twilight Princess, and I'm 100% down on the Wii U version. I'm buying that one uh, over the see- other one. Unless the NX has like some sort of crazy, you know, unless I get like the NX for free for buying uh, the the Zelda NX, I'm playing. I'm 100% getting it for Wii U, because I learned before that you should not buy a game for a different system that it wasn't actually made for. You know, yeah. buy it for the system it was made for, because that's what it's supposed to be on. And it's probably going to be fucking rare if everybody buys it on NX, much like what happened to Twilight Princess. So buy the no, Wii U one. No, that's a good point. Like get yeah. the Wii one, and then um, you know wait. It's not going to be very many months if there's a lot of there's heavy adoption for the NX. Well, shit, you won't be getting used games for the NX, I don't think, because it's going to be completely digital, isn't it? That's another rumor that was never confirmed. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, personally, I I don't know. I need I need to see more of what this game is. So I guess I'll decide after you know because what what's the gamepad going to offer? You know, that's better. But. I think I'll probably do like, like you're saying. Like shit, I'll just get it for the system I already have, and then buy it for you, man. Buy it for the system know, it was made for. Two or, th- two or three years later, I'll get it for the next system if I feel like playing it again. Yeah, if you want to buy two of them, buy two of them, but don't really just buy the Wii U one. Like, not, I mean, you know, who buy cares? The Wii U it's coming out on NX. Experience the first time, and then if you like feel like replaying it or like it goes on some crazy sale, you know, two years later, and you can get it for like twenty bucks. Maybe yeah. buy it for the new. System. I really don't think there's going to be much of a difference between the two of them. You know, it's it's just. And what if important. the what if the NX version is fully mobile? You know, if that's part of their strategy, like to where you could take it wherever you wanted to go. I don't know if I want that with the Zelda game. You know, it worked yeah, out okay. Would... Link between worlds, but the console Zelda games kind of demand immersion. You need to kind of like just sit dark room, big TV. And... That, that's like how I felt about Xenoblade Chronicles. Like I said, how I wanted to play it on the TV. Because it has that sort of feel for it, but I don't know. Yeah, if uh, if they, it would be cool if they. What if what if they did like cross buy? Like what if it came out for Wii U and then you got it for free for NX for buying it? I mean, that's there's a possibility. Well, if it's download only, why wouldn't it? Yeah, or you get a free code for it. I'm still not. I'm still not convinced on that download only rumor. 
I mean, it makes sense for video games in general, and I think though all systems will go there eventually. I wouldn't put money on it for but storage for is still yet. because storage storage may get like cheaper, but then the things you need to store get bigger. So yeah, they need a difference in like storage in these systems. Like yeah, holy shit! Like the PS4 has a terabyte or whatever, like new model of Will or whatever. It's like, well, that's actually not that much because the games no. are 100 gigabytes. Games are really big for PS4, like like 60 gigs, like at least I think some of them. I don't know. I like I, my roommate has a PS4 and he's having a hard time like cleaning out the fridge, as Nintendo said. You know, yeah. he's having a hard time keeping games on there, like or even installing games, like even off discs, like takes up so much space. So you need to release like a 200 terabyte system or something like that. Or make up some new byte called Megaton Million Byte or whatever system for for uh, if they're going to go completely digital like that. All that could really know. happen, like in the long run, and I'm just ta- I'm not just even talking about Nintendo. I'm talking about the entirely digital future. Is that streaming just has to get better? It has to become where you don't have to store it locally to play it. And that's the only way that entirely digital catalogs would work. Sure. Yeah. And nobody's been able to nail that yet. They've been trying for like five or six years now, and starting with OnLive, and then there was like that other one, Ginkei, or I can't remember what it was called, that Sony bought when they were going to implement with all of their PS3 and PS2 games. And I don't really think they've done that, or maybe they have to a limited degree, but streaming games just doesn't work. The, the lag is too much. The lag is a problem. Yeah, isn't there that, isn't PlayStation Now supposed to do that as well? Like, where yeah. they have some sort of streaming service they're trying to do? I don't know. I haven't played it. But lag is a terrible thing with games. And it's, it's, you don't know how small your reaction time is as a human being until you experience lag. And it's kind of impressive to, to realize that, you know, a couple hundredths of a second, you notice that, you know, and that, that changes a game, whatever. I don't know. I'm ranting a little bit about it. But to come all the way back around to the original point is why maybe I do agree with you. Maybe like the entirely digital NX is not possible. Only time will tell on that, you know, as to whether as to whether it uh, if that's what happens with the future of, of gaming consoles or not. I don't know. Let's we'll see. But in the meantime, um, is I mean, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh yeah, there was also a. Uh, is it is it true that they uh, dropped their uh, baseball team? Yeah. So okay. So the Mariners. Howard Link- so uh, without getting into too much detail, Howard Lincoln used to be Nintendo's like main lawyer. This he goes all the way back to when they had their huge lawsuit with Universal over uh, Donkey Kong when they got sued for uh, because Universal owned King Kong. Then Howard Lincoln was this like hotshot lawyer or whatever that they hired and he ended up like winning the case for them because he proved that King Kong was in the public domain. Anyway, so he's been part of Nintendo for like 30 years now or whatever, for more than 30 years. Now he is like, I guess he's the main attorney or no, he's the CEO, I think maybe, of the Mariners. That's what's happened because... Uh, so the story of the Mariners, to go off on another tangent, is that uh, in 1992, the team was going to move. Like They were going to move somewhere else. And I don't know what the politics were involved in that. But, you know, the city was going to lose their baseball team. You know, it was a long and short of it. So some people from the city went to Hiroshi Yama- Yamauchi, uh, who is currently the CEO, who had currently was the CEO of... Uh, Nintendo and basically talked him into like buying a huge stake in the company and the team to keep it in Seattle. Oh wow. So that's what happened. Uh he wasn't living in Seattle. He lived in Tokyo, you know, his whole life. But uh Nintendo of America bought uh, a majority share of the Mariners. So they've had that 
52% share for 20, close to 25 years. Wow. You, yeah, you, and, you, you did some research on that. I did. Uh, so one thing that's happening is Howard Lincoln's retiring. And uh, there had been talk within the company and like rumors and stuff that, uh, that when uh, Yamauchi passed away in 2012, I think it was. 2012 or 2013, I can't remember. I think it was uh, two. Th- I think it was 2013. 2012 seems like too. Well, no, maybe I don't know. Maybe no, maybe you're right. Maybe it was 2013. I mean, he had long or, been retired, but uh, they were talking because. So here's one thing that's really interesting is that he never. He's the one who bought. It. He bought it with I think with his own money, but he put it like in Nintendo's name, and uh, he never went to a single baseball game in his entire life. And they said even when uh, the Mariners came to Tokyo and played against. I can't remember the name of the Tokyo team. No, sorry, Tokyo. But he played a team there, or the Mariners played a team there in his hometown, and he still didn't go to that game. So wow. the, the rumor was that uh, when he picked the bucket, that Nintendo was going to sell their majority stake. And it didn't happen then, but it's happening now, and most speculation is that it has a lot to do with Howard Lincoln retiring and uh, because you know he still had a stake in it himself since that was his job, to be the CEO or whatever. Wow. Uh, but uh i didn't know that howard lincoln even worked for nintendo still i mean you haven't really seen well, much of him he or he's not really a public eye he works for the mariners oh sure but, yeah but indirectly because of that he works for nintendo because they're they were the majority shareholders but uh you know they didn't just like willy-nilly sell out their their shit to like the public or whatever like it's it's people that already like owned the other 48 percent are buying like a certain percentage but nintendo will still own i don't i don't i don't know the exact number sorry i've done some research but not super specific research they're still going to own like a decent amount of shares and howard lincoln's still going to be around just not in the same capacity he's just going to be on the board or whatever you know he's not going to be the ceo so that's what's going on with that so it's not like you know it's not like they're liquidating the mariners because they're having like crazy financial problems it's just What happens to be going on right now in the midst of the fiscal breakdown and everything we're hearing in the past couple of days? Wow. So you're saying that we're not going to get a Ken Griffey Jr. U. Because <laughs> I was really waiting for that. I wanted the Ken Griffey Sr. U, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's, out of, that's out of the picture. I really would. I, I mean, that, yeah. I would love to see those games go virtual console, but. I thought they were pretty fun. Yeah. The home run derby part was a lot of fun. I really liked the I like Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. I know I mentioned it before on here, and I also mentioned that it is a complete ripoff of All Star All Star Baseball, which was an SNK uh, arcade game. They like yeah. pretty much the exact same game, which I didn't understand later until later until I played it until I played it on Virtual Console actually <laughs> the SNK one. But um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game. I, I remember the Ken Griffey Jr. baseball '64. I played that one too. That one was all right, but I think that was the last one. But still, you know, it could have been a GameCube one. I don't know. But one one interesting thing that I know about uh about the Mariners is um like when the DS came out, you could actually use the DS as a program for the games, like while you're in the stadium, where you could like you know basically hotspot use the hotspot and download stuff to the system and like look at stats of players and all that while you were there through your through your DS, which I thought was really cool. There were like some museums in Japan that had that too, where they were like where they were like tours tours through the museum, which you could download to your DS and use that because I guess so many people had them there. That they would use that. They've so. got the they've got one for the Louvre, but that's with the 3ds. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, in the times of, of the DS, they had that where you could look at player stuff and like use it for certain museums in Japan as well. 
way back in like 2005, 2006. Probably. Yeah, I can't remember when I read about that, but it was a very, very long time ago. But I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, at least they're the Mariners fans who are Nintendo fans are still getting some cool stuff, you know? Nice that they're incorporating Nintendo DSs into baseball games, you know? And I was I was talking to my friend Kyle that I work with because, you know, I just told him Tuesday about this, and he didn't know. He's a big baseball fan, and he didn't know about Nintendo owning a majority share of the Mariners. That was, like, news to him. Come, come to find out the next day, like, they no longer are the majority owners, but after 20, close to 25 years. You jinxed it. But, uh, yeah, maybe it's all because of me. But he's like, wait a minute, though, like, now that you mentioned that, I do. I did notice, like, whenever, like, because he follows the Astros, he's like, whenever the Astros were at their stadium, or I guess I don't even know if they're in the same league. I don't know anything about baseball. But uh, he just said whenever there were games at their stadium, like, he noticed, like, the advertisement behind uh, home plate was always a Nintendo advertisement. Yeah. So they definitely cross, you know, they, they use their majority stake to promote their company, but who, who wouldn't, right? But I guess back when... Yamauchi originally purchased the shares. I guess there was a little bit of backlash in the MLB because they didn't want, you know, a foreign company pretty much to own part of an American company, you know, a, 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 of the American sport baseball. Sure. Obviously, obviously, people got over that pretty quick because they wanted their team to stay in Seattle. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but baseball is really big in Japan. I mean, they they like baseball. Yeah, yeah. As, aside from you know certain people not going to. <laughs> to games even when they're in their own country but most uh, other japan uh, other japanese people like like baseball so Yamauchi not is really a weird motherfucker yeah totally but this uh but this is not a um believe it or not this is not a mariners podcast or this is not a mariners <laughs> episode wow yeah, yeah i talked about mariners <laughs> that's that's fine that's all right i don't even watch baseball it's it's on topic yeah me either really i mean i used to watch it when i worked at the bar but but I don't, you know, we don't really. The one I work at now that it doesn't show sports. So, anyway, uh, do you want to get to our topic of the week then? Let's do it. Let's talk about the topic of the week. All right. Star Fox Zero, um, I think you probably had a little bit more time to play it than I have. I've played it. I was out of town for a shoot, and I just played it at the hotel while I was there. But um, I feel like every time I played it, and I probably played it like maybe three times, four times maybe, but every time I played it, I liked it a little bit more. When I first started playing it, I was kind of like, I don't know. I I don't know what this is. I'm very confused. What's going on? This game is weird. (laughs) It's like the first, it's like my first thoughts on it. But I've been getting used to it after that, and you kind of just kind of you kind of have to figure out a way that you want to play it, and and just kind of stick with that. Because I mostly I play most of it on the TV and just like, you know, target things and shoot at it, which works pretty well. I kind of play it like I did Mario sixty four or Star Fox sixty four, where I try to like you know target one guy that's next to other guys and get the big combos and all that, and that works fine. And when I get to a boss, I do like the target mode and like kind of strafe around them and aim through the pad is the way that I've been doing it. But what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I do find that I liked, and I just recently switched it. I got pretty far into the game, 
Um, actually, I got to the final boss today, but I didn't, wasn't able to beat him. Um, so, and it's not, you know, that's not the end of the game. It's just one path that I took. I haven't gone back and explored alternate paths, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, I think I feel the same way as you do. I think that I like it more each time I play it. Uh, I'm kind of stubborn about the controls. I don't want to learn the controls, but it kind of forces you. You have to, to, to advance. So, Oh, of course. I figured out that I could switch the TV and the gamepad, and that's what works better for me. I'd rather look down at the gamepad for my navigation. Oh, sure, yeah. Of things, and then I want my, uh, my cursor to be on the TV. And Since I started doing that, I've had a lot more fun with the game. I just changed that yesterday. Because I got stuck on the uh, the Y zone, what do they call it? Sector Y, where you have oh, yeah. to you have to shoot down the missiles. Did you play that level? Yeah, I played that level. The one where you shoot down the missiles. Yeah, there's that like three. There's hard. like three or four of them, and they yeah, you shoot like each part of it, and then it goes faster. And then there's also a part where they those little droids attach to Great Fox that you have to go get yeah. right. Uh, those that's little. Great Fox. Yeah, which actually, I just, I just kind of let Great Fox get attacked and just, and just destroyed the missiles. So I had to beat, the, beat that level, because if you keep going back and protecting Great Fox, makes it way harder. Just go destroy the missiles before Great that, Fox gets killed, and then you'll still beat the level. That's what I did. I tried doing that, and I guess I wasn't quick enough. But uh, you know, I will say one thing is that I didn't like the Chicken Walker at first, but I really have started to like the Chicken Walker. Like I've gotten really good at switching between the Chicken Walker and the flying mode. And- it's actually kind of fun once once you once it clicks for you, and especially with the uh, the reticule on the TV, that helps a lot. There is this boss I fought today that was giving me a lot of trouble for a couple of days, and I realized I could just use the chicken walker to beat him, and it was super easy just to like oh, so yeah, he's a, like a bipedal guy, and you can just like run between his legs, and shoot him, and like he turns around, and then you run around on the other side of him, and keep shooting. Him. It's really it actually made it like extremely easy, and I think that maybe that's you know that's the open-ended gameplay they were hinting at with being able to switch between modes. Oh, definitely. But, uh, th- there's certain parts where you have to be in the modes to advance. Like, you have to turn into the chicken walker to hit switches or whatever. Yeah, and, like uh, the first, I mean, the first level, there's, like, a chicken walker switch that you can see, which will have you go the other way, you know. But uh, what, what one thing I thought was really cool about it is I like how you, like, you play through the game and then you unlock certain things that you can do. And then you can go back to other levels and do that stuff earlier. So it gives you like a new reason to go back and be like, oh, I can play this first level with the chicken walker and find this other way. Or it's like, now I can float with the landmaster and fly through this part and get all these rings that I couldn't get before, you know, stuff like that. I think that's kind of cool. You unlock it and then you come back, you know, then you can come back and do all the stuff. And the same thing when you get, I guess when you get the gyro or whatever, which I thought controlled fine. Was it? The gyro controls fine. I mean, it's. The gyrocopter. But once you get that, you can actually, you can hack stuff with the uh, walker as well, with the chicken walker, which is pretty cool, which I did in some levels. The chicken walker is like a big version of the little tiny robot. It's kind of what it. Yeah, they pretty much do the same thing, except for for the chicken walker moves much better (laughs) and much quicker and shoots, shoots quicker, you know. Yeah, the chicken walker, man. That's becoming my favorite part of it, surprisingly. But I will tell you, like, it does. It, it amps up in difficulty. So this isn't an this is an easy game in the sense that you know if you're persistent about it, you could probably beat it in a day. Um, and I haven't, obviously. I'm really close, but there's just frustrating stuff. There's always frustrating stuff. I'm trying to, and you know, I'm remembering in my mind because I got kind of lucky. So you know, I, I pre-ordered um, Star Fox from Amazon. 
to get the discount, get like a 20% discount if you pre-order through them on new games. So I, I, I wanted to do that, and it showed up the day the game was released. So, you know, had I downloaded it, I could have started playing it 10 hours before or whatever. But the same day that that arrived, my copy of uh, Star Fox, the original Star Fox for Super Nintendo showed up. So, like, that day I was actually, like, playing, like, I was having, like, a great time playing Zero, and then I'd, like, get a little frustrated with the level, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take a break. Then I'd switch over to Star Fox, (laughs) I'd play Star Fox on Super Nintendo, and it was actually kind of fun going back and forth and seeing, like, you know, that huge... The huge jump, yeah. Yeah, the huge jump, but honestly having a lot of fun, a lot more fun with Star Fox only because of my, I think, the nostalgia factor. The fact I haven't been able to play through that game. For so long, because I haven't had a Super Nintendo, but thanks to you, I have a Super Nintendo again, so... Yeah, I, ha- I had three. I, I donated one of them. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> to the cause, I've been, you know. I've been playing a lot of Super Nintendo, and that's something I didn't mention earlier, but, you know, I've just been playing games. I played Tetris Attack for about two or three hours the other day, you know. It's an excellent game. I, so, like, I've just been, like, extremely distracted with all, all these games, so... All of Nintendo's announcements were a little disappointing, but there's plenty to do in the meantime. Right, <laughs> between now and March of next year. Yeah, before uh, I remember before that announcement happened, like I was just like, I don't know, I was in a good mood. Like I was, uh, I was like going to, I was like going to the shoot on Tuesday or no, maybe it was Wednesday. But I was like, I had, I had gotten to the point where I was like starting to really enjoy Star Fox Zero, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, the Wii U is a really cool system, and Nintendo, they're great. And then I like look on my phone, and I'm like, oh. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't hate them or anything for it, but it's just like, I was just feeling really good about the Wii U and the games and all that and the future. And then it's like, oh, well, no, no, Zelda until next year. I got to tell so, you so the that truth. hit me after, after I saw that, but yeah. I got to tell you the truth. And I was trying to think of a good analogy today. <laughs> and I had a lot of morbid analogies. We're trying to think of like a, a nice one. So I'm trying to think of like, okay, Star Fox. Initially, Star Fox Zero kind of disappointed me. Oh, and sure. if we would have talked about it two days ago, I probably would have been a lot different about it. Between like getting more acclimated to the controls and uh, beating some of the levels that were giving me a hard time, like when you beat a level that's kicking your ass and you finally beat it, you know that's very satisfying. So I am getting that from Star Fox Zero. Now with all these announcements yesterday, I kind of changed like how I feel about it. Like I, I, I so my thought was like, let's say like you live with your friend or your okay, let's say you live with your brother. This is I don't know if this is gonna be a good analogy. Uh, go for it. I'll try it out. You live with your brother, but your brother kind of annoys you, you know, but he's your brother. You love him. That's kind of like Star Fox Zero. And then you've got <laughs> the rest of your family's coming to visit you soon. So you're going to see the rest of your family and you're going to know like you can hang out with them and your annoying brother will be there, but you'll have other people to hang out with. That's like all the other games for the Wii U that I was hoping. Well, then all of a sudden you find out that your parents aren't or your, the rest of your family is not going to show up for like another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then all of a sudden you start appreciating your brother a little more and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to learn to like accept your quirks and like hang out with you because I don't really have any other choice. Like, yeah. It's like, you're well, like, I, I need to treasure this first party game like because I'm not going to get another one for almost a year. Probably. That's going to be like, you know, one of the main franchises. Yeah. So that's Wait. like my perspective on Star Fox Zero has shifted a lot based on yesterday's news. It's a good analogy. It's a, you got the Paper Mario. Don't forget about that. But yeah, no, I, I kind of understand what you mean by that. I have a, I have an interesting theory about 
Star Fox Zero, which I wanted, which I want to get into before I forget to say it. Like, have you thought about the development of this at all? This is my theory on this because they've outright said Nintendo outright said that Star Fox Zero was originally a Wii game, and I think that that it was originally a pointer game, and they basically transitioned that to the gamepad, and that's why we got this crazy control system where they wanted to make it somehow where you could control it the same way that it did on the Wii, but with the Wii U controller. And that's what I totally feel like on this. The, the original one, you would have controlled your ship with the nunchuck, and you would have aimed with the Wii, Wiimote so you could fly and aim in, you know, in two different ways. And that was their original idea for it. And they just switched. And when it, once it came to an actual thing for Wii U, they were like, we're going to put these, we're going to make it like to where there's an aiming where it's like first person on the controller and it'll still be like you're aiming like you were for the Wii is my, is my theory on this. I mean, does it make sense at all? This is how well, I felt makes, when I was, when I was it playing does make it. Sense. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is how they did it. And I've heard yeah, nobody I mean, else, nobody else has said that yet. I haven't heard anybody say that. So I no, think that's, that's, really, that's, that's totally, it's totally theory. what I think it is. Yeah. And I could totally see that game working really well with that sort of setup. Like, I don't know how you would map all the extra maneuvers or like, so I could see you doing the rolls by tilting the controller, the the Wiimote, you know. But how would you maybe, do a barrel roll? Like, would you yeah, just well, like draw a circle in the air or something? Maybe they tried that. I don't know. That, I mean, you know, they always try different things. But uh, maybe that was a hurdle that they couldn't get over, and that's why they didn't release it for Wii. But they did say, but Miyamoto himself did say that it was that, that it was originally developed for Wii, like the, the Star Fox Zero was. Well, it looks so, like it was. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually not really mad at the get the graphics because i mean as like you know it's it looks like a low poly thing which a lot of the games did and i don't really mind that like i i think like brian altano mentioned it on uh nbc but he thinks that that might be the next the the new the next retro thing will be like uh will be be like yeah the games returning like low poly like stuff that looks like metal gear solid one like on playstation one like making new games like that which I think is cool. I mean, I'm totally for that. You know, if they did some, especially if they did some like 3D platformer ones that were like low poly that looked like Banjo Kazooie or something like that, that'd be totally great. I, I'll tell you what bothers me, and it's just a, it's just a, it's not that important really. But this is the Wii U. You know, this is a current gen system supposedly. Yeah. Why is it that the bosses like still like kind of fade in? You know what I mean? Like, or the not the bosses, sorry, but like the bigger ships and stuff like. The draw distance is terrible. You, know, you don't see them often in the distance. They just suddenly kind of like fade in. You know what I mean? Like when they're a certain distance away from you. Uh, they kind of like pop kinda, in, sort of. Like transparent for a second, and then they become solid, and then they're there. You know? Yeah, so know. You're, not, you're not seeing these giant ships like when you're on Corneria when the big like ships are coming after you that you can still like kill by shooting a bunch. Like the, uh, the destroyers or whatever from up in space. Like They're like popping in, you know? Oh yeah, no, you're right. They they do. Yeah, that one part where the, you're seeing these yeah you're seeing these huge ships on land, and you would just like it'd be cool to see them like really far off in the distance. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool if they put some sort of crazy draw distance, like you know, like somewhat like 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 Goldeneye when you saw that for the first time. You're like, oh wow, look at that draw distance because nobody had really done that. It would be cool if they would have put that in there. And yeah, you're right. There are parts where there's a part where these ships come in that shoot at you. And you shoot one after another, and they do like you know sort of phase in, which is weird. I don't know. I didn't really, it, I didn't really notice it, but that's a, but that's a good way to think about it. It's like, yeah, it would have been cooler if they did, if they did do a draw distance thing. Well, that's what makes me think, like, yeah, this is a Wii, this is a Wii game. It looks like a Wii game, you know. Obviously, it's been upscaled resolution wise and stuff, but like, there's just certain things about it that make it feel like it should have happened several years ago. Sure. And maybe it's just 
you know, obviously that there is development hell for a long time with it if it's been delayed so much. But what we're getting is kind of like a placeholder. It's kind of sort of how I feel about it. Like something to like calm us down while we're waiting for another year. It sounds like for, you know, what there's a new Paper Mario game, but what else? Yeah. Doing. What else has been announced for the Wii U that's, like, something that people want? Like, is there another first-party Wii U game happening? Like, are they really going to, like, maybe they'll throw some curveballs at E3. Maybe we'll get a new Pikmin game. Maybe we'll get a Fire Emblem on the Wii U, like a new Fire Emblem. Is there, there's not a Fire Emblem. On. No. So maybe there something like, I mean, there's only, like, yeah. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that, that there might that there may be an Animal Crossing console game because they said that the app would work with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I really wish they would have given you the ability to control with a with like the nunchuck and Wemo. Back to my theory of it being a, of being a Wii game and that was the way you controlled it. Maybe they'll do some sort of patch later where you can do that. And I think they might be able to find a way to to work it in somewhere where you can roll with some other buttons. I know there's like four buttons pretty much available to that, but you know what do you need? Like shoot, I guess you yeah, have brake and all that. I don't know. They'd find they could find a way to do it. I'm sure. I really work. do like the the uh, in zero. I do really like the uh, the brake and the, the boost being on the the pad instead of being buttons, or you know, I mean, being on the control stick. I think that's really cool. I like that. Oh, yeah. I thought that was... I had a hard time with it because I would, like... I guess I'd push it at an angle so it would kind of, like... It would, like, turn. You know, it would, like, it would like bend on the side and, like, and like go forward at the same time. It takes a little bit of getting used to. It does. Because sometimes especially, I would, like, break and roll at the same time. Yeah, especially, like, the barrel rolls. Like, that was a hard thing getting used to me. To, for me, for... Was that the L&Rs aren't barrel rolls anymore like because all the games were like that you know so that was kind of a weird change for me that part is weird and uh what else what else was it i found it really weird that a wasn't shoot anymore <laughs> you know and like trigger was shoot that was it that was the thing because like i still do that I start, where i start i start the, and i just start hitting a because i expect it to be because that's how it is in every other star fox game you know so i would still do that where i started and i hit a and i was like oh yeah that is that just turned me into the walker and i fell through space and now i'm back in the you know <laughs> yeah and in those like uh in the like the space battles where you can turn into the walker it's kind of hilarious cause sometimes you'll accidentally hit a and you're just yeah like you were saying you'll just like start plummeting and you're like what the hell's going on well yeah, it, it won't actually kill it won't actually kill you it'll like transform back but yeah i did that but i did that a bunch of times where i'd hit a and it would just turn into it and it would fall and it'd be like uh but that but is there's... a strategy like sometimes they say like when you're getting chased by star wolf to do a to do a somersault but if you turn into the walker and start falling they'll pass <laughs> you to like that actually is oh sure yeah a, a legitimate strategy if you want to use that one. yeah actually so i actually found that breaking was a lot easier too like for because there's a lot of times that bosses get behind you breaking is yeah. easier than somersaulting because then they'll just go right in front of you and you can shoot them but uh, I really like what I think really works on that game though is like the whole like targeting, like the the Z target I guess in a way where you can target one thing and kind of like fly around it and shoot yeah. it in a separate direction. I think that's really cool, and I think it works really well. Like I did that for all the Star Wolf stuff, you know where Star Wolf like, battles are where I would high. lock I would lock on the person they'd be behind me. I'd like do the somersault and I'd shoot like through the gamepad. Like I was doing that really really well, so I've enjoyed that like the dogfight stuff for that. You know, I love the dogfighting in that. It's 
yeah, like I said, that's probably my favorite is fighting the Star Wolf guys. You got to do that a lot, you know. They're, they're they're chasing you down the whole time. And one thing I was, yeah, another thing I was thinking about, like I was editing, I was editing the other podcast earlier today, which I just posted today. But um, that I was editing the other podcast, and I was thinking about how we talk about lives. You remember when we talk about lives for a second, like how the life system works? Yeah. The life system is like totally different on this, and I didn't realize it because I hadn't played it yet. But you kind of have to earn them through the gold, the gold. Um, the gold rings, that's what they are now, is extra lives. And you start yeah, so with every like, three you start with like, yeah, and you start with like, you don't start with any really, and you have to like build them up, which that was an interesting thing too. But the, so the other good part about the gold rings is that they give you, you know, shield back, so you're, you're hunting them down because you need them also. Yeah, they give you shield as well. And I don't know if you noticed, but one thing I thought that was really cool on it is that, uh, you can't break your wings anymore. In the, which, in the original one, I did say that I thought that was really cool, like when I first saw Star Fox 1. You could break your wings, but it can get kind of annoying too. And I kind of like that you don't have, that you can't do that anymore. That you can't break your wings. So now, like you actually keep you keep your double shot through the whole through the whole level until the next level. I re- I appreciated that that they added that to it, especially with how hard it is. It makes it a little bit less hard. It does seem like there's a lot less of those upgrades than in previous games. Yeah, well, I mean, there's ways to like unlock them. Like I found I found a lot of secret ones from like killing specific guys or. Flying through certain things, flying through rings and stuff. So, but 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 I, I think I think I found at least one for every level that I played. But um, I I watched a like I watched a, a video I watched a video review of it of some guy. He like went super into depth with it. But there's a lot of I, I learned a lot of cool tricks about it. I guess uh, spoilers for anyone who doesn't want to know. But I guess there's a really cool level where you play as Peppy, which I heard is awesome. That's all. That's all I'll say. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I there's uh, I heard there's a lot of neat and a lot of neat extras in there, like total uh, totally worth like playing through all the different ways and finding all the secrets on it, which I'm excited about doing. I am too because that's what I have. To do. Have you uh did you change the control to where like it'll only the the reticule will only move if you uh, hold the ZR button? Have you tried that? That's what I ended up doing on. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble with that missile level you were talking about, and that's when I figured out to how to change that control. And I made that level to where I think I beat it my first try once I switched that over. Yeah. So I have, that's what I do now. That is what I do now. It's uh, that's what I do. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what I do. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I, I tried it a little bit on the tutorial and then I couldn't figure out how to switch it. I was going to try to switch it like that, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I haven't done it yet. But have you, have you done like, I mean, have you done like the reset, you know, the reset button? Like I use that a bunch. Like when it's, when I felt like it's really off, you just hit Y. It'll like recal- like recalibrate where you're aiming. That helps oh, yeah. too. Sometimes that can be confusing though because you won't realize you're aiming like at a weird angle and then all of a sudden you're facing the wrong direction. That's oh. what I've noticed with that oh, sure. calibration. But, it, but it's just totally like you have to be aware of the way you're facing when you use that calibration. But if you're running around the chicken walker and you're doing some crazy like 75 degree angle shot behind you while you're running, and then you press that button, all of a sudden like the camera changes and it can be disorienting. I, uh, I kind of wish, I really wish that they would have, um, you know, like how the aiming's kind of different when you look into the control pad or however you have it set up. It's more to, precise. To, yeah. More precise to, to where you're flying. I don't understand why it couldn't just be more f- precise while you're flying. And then, and then on the pad would just be a nifty thing and you could be like, Oh, Hey, this is what it looks like. If you want to do like first person would have made the game a hell of a lot easier to play if they did that. <laughs> You know, because I try- they're forcing you to use the gamepad. Like yeah. this is a this is a gamepad game, and that's what they yeah. they want it to be. So that's I mean, why it's that way. 
Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten to the point where I don't really use it. Like I said, I've gotten to the point where I don't really use the gamepad that much, where I can like aim it up on the screen, and I only really use it for the boss fights. But it just would help. It would be nice if it was a little bit more accurate. But it can be done. You just got to do it for a while. I don't know. It's just it's just weird, just some weird choices on it. That's when I was thinking about, like, you know, how maybe it was a Wii game before and, like, the pointer and how it would make sense, and I don't know. But I mean, I'm still I'm still into it. I like to play it. I like to play it again. I haven't I haven't, I didn't play it today because I edited all day. But but I I still like it. And like I said, it's like every time I have kind of weird feelings about it again, I jump back into it again, and then I like it better. I'm like, oh well, yeah, it's cooler now, you know? Because I felt when well, the first time I played, it, I felt really really weird. Like I was like, you know, it's like this isn't my Star Fox. What happened? <laughs> you know, it's like what happened to Star Fox? It's like when you saw Mario with a water pack the first time. You're like, where's what's going on here? I don't understand. But even that was different because yeah. it was, you know, I, I mean, I know we were anxious for a new Mario game, but we didn't really have to wait that. We didn't yeah. wait. The, the Wii has been out for almost four years. Yeah. So we waited almost four years for the Star Fox games. It's just a lot. It's, well, a, it's a bigger it's a bigger thing to deal with, like something that there's been so much anticipation. Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, pretty much. I mean, you've waited. You've waited, like, if you look at it, you've waited, like, um, 10 years since Star Fox Command, since there's been a Star Fox game. I mean, if you don't count the remake, the 3DS remake, it's been even longer than that waiting for this to happen, you know, so. So, of course, the Internet's been shitting all over this game, and I read this review today that kind of cracked me up. I just wanted to read it. It's uh, I've, I've never been to this website before, but the title was Slippy Turd for the review, so I had to read it. It's a, a website called Jimquisition. But uh, the very first line is just, Star Fox Zero is a dumpster game for people who want to have a garbage time, and it belongs in the toilet. So yeah, obviously this is a very polarizing game. Uh, and I think both of us like it, you know, I'm getting that impression. That both of us like it enough, you know, like... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I like it. I don't think it's... Uh, we're, taking, think... we're taking it with its bumps. We're taking it with its... <laughs> with its imperfections because ultimately it's yeah. still a fun game and it's a Star Fox game. Yeah. It takes a while to get it takes a while to get used to, but I mean I think there's there's a lot of games that I've really loved that took a while to get used to. Like I remember the first time I played Tony Hawk, I couldn't fucking play that game. Like it took me like a couple hours at least to figure out what the fuck to do and I thought it was like broken and didn't control white, but once you got it you were really good at it, you know? Or even like uh, or even like Killer Seven or like or like the or like the SSX game for Wii. Like all those games were hard to learn, but once you figured it out, like I fucking loved the shit out of them. So I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of stuff like that that just took took a few hours to get into, or took like a couple playthroughs before you understood more of it. But I feel like I understand more every time, you know. So it's totally worth it. I think it's worth it. I I mean, it's a, it's like I said, it's it's what we have. It's what we need to cherish. For, for a while and um, so I'm going to play the shit out of this game and I'm going to you know obviously I'm going to beat it I said I'd gotten to the last boss so I'm close to, to finishing it the first time and I and I will say the the boss level is hard it's long and I'm not really looking forward to starting it over again because it's a lot to get to where you need to go but it's not like Star Fox Adventures where you know it's not like that it's not like a game breaking thing where you have to do a quick time event, but sure. it, it is, uh, it's tough, but some stuff did click for me in that last level before I got to the final boss. That's going to make going back and playing the dog fighting missions more fun. Like there's just a really good dog fighting section. You know, I don't want to ruin it anything for you, but it's the best one in the game so far. 
and it was hard, but once I like got into it and I and the controls started clicking for me in that in this mission, like it was a lot of fun. I honestly felt like I was like beating the odds and that I shouldn't have been able to win because of what was against me, you know. So that's that's a very satisfying feeling in a video game. And uh and of course then that's immediately followed by the boss, who is believe it or not, it's Andros. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I knew that. One thing one thing I want to ask you though is how far is the boss from the second time in Corneria? Do you have to go through the whole map again? No, I, it's, so, very, it's very close. You're, you're oh. really close to the end of the game. Because I was hoping, I was kind of hoping that you'd have to go through the whole map again. I thought that'd be cool. And I liked, I liked the, I liked how they kind of like, you know, they kind of changed things up a little bit. Where you get there and they're like, oh no, Venom's not here. Ha ha ha. You know. <laughs> I thought that but was I will it. say I will say once you beat Corneria, like the coolest moment in the game happens. It's really cool. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Well. And you go through like a little section that's pretty awesome that's not the traditional Star Fox thing, but it still kind of is, like on your way to Venom. But it's oh, okay. done in a very different way that I thought was really cool. Okay. Well and, I have that to look so forward to then. This game this game definitely has a lot of redeeming factors. And I mean we haven't even gotten into the other game that comes with it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't even opened yeah. the game up to play it yet. I'm going to. Yeah, I played about a. I played like one level of it, or maybe two, because there's like a tutorial thing at the beginning. I played that, and I played one level, and I was just too tired. But I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, I it's basically exactly what I thought it would be, <laughs> you know. But I guess people say that that one really has legs, and that it's really fun, you know. So look, looking to get into it more, but what's it called again? It's called Guard, right? Yeah, Star Fox Guard. And it's basically so, you guarding metal, but there's like there's like a whole like you know cutscene and all that. There's like a story to it, and Slippy talks to you, and they you know they fly through, and you know Star Fox is there. It looks a lot like the looks a lot like the other one, you know, and they talk to you and all that stuff. So yeah, that's that's something to look forward to also with this game because I have this whole whole other game I haven't even started yet. You know, Star Fox has a lot to offer. You just have to be a little patient. And that's kind of like what you said the guy at the the game show said to you, right? The rep from Nintendo. Yeah, that's the Nintendo guy says is that it's going to he's yeah, he says it's going to take a couple hours to get used to the controls. But once you get used to the controls, you'll like it. You'll like it better. That's what he told me. And that's and that's I think that's totally true. And I think that's part of like why people are getting so angry about it is they expect it to be great like right from the beginning and they're like, oh, I, I don't, I don't like it. You know, like the same people who like said like, you know, I, I don't like Skyward Sword or I don't like Star Fox Command or like all this stuff that was controlled differently and they just didn't want to, they just didn't want to give it a try, you know. And I, and I see a lot of people, you know, getting mad about that too, being like, you know, the only reason you don't like it is you're not giving me a chance. You haven't actually played it. You know, like that whole thing, you know, like you played like 20 minutes of it and you hated it already and you reviewed it without playing it, you know. The, the message board thing that you see that people say. Yeah. I mean, that's where the, I mean, unfortunately, though, that's really where games are made or broke nowadays is the internet, like, and how people want to react on, online to how they feel. About it. I do think, I do think ultimately this game's going to, I think this game will be looked at more favorably, even just a few months from now. Um, yeah. But it's not going to be, I don't think it'll ever be looked at as like the pinnacle of Star Fox. Like, I think people are still going to think of the 64 Star Fox as being the best one. I, I think I still feel that way. I think it could be a strong third, though, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Under under uh, Super Nintendo and 64. I mean, I think it's. I definitely think it's better than Star Fox Assault, which I really which I didn't really care for. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't played Star Fox Adventures in a while, but I, I'm not even going to count that one because it's too different. But yeah, well, I don't know. I did really like Star Fox Command. 
but it's but it's also so different. I don't know. As far as like a, as far as like the Star Fox formula, I mean, I guess I'd put it three, it's third, but there's only like three to get. I don't know. I'd put it in there. I'd put it in the top five <laughs> of however many they have. You know, I don't know. It's it, uh, no, it's not sixty four, but it's hard to do sixty four. I mean, I don't think anything's. You know, I don't know. It's hard to top. It's hard to top like Mario sixty four. Even though Mario Galaxy was really good, Mario Galaxy was fantastic. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's it. It's. I enjoy it, and I like, and I'm excited about playing it again. And I recommend it. I just say that it takes some time. You got to You got to just come into it with an open mind. You know, like any great Dude. game, any any weird game that the game that controls weird, just got to take it with a grain of salt, right? Well, you have to. Uh, basically, what you have to do is you have to. <laughs> You have to compromise with the game and go by its rules to enjoy it. You can't expect the game to do what you want it to do. You got to play by its rules. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what a video game is. You know, a series but of I, limitations you're trying to defeat to get to the end of the game or whatever or to get the high score. Oh sure, and you have to figure out the way it works. And once you yeah. do, I think it's I think it all kind of comes together. But it's I think everyone should check it out. I mean, it's. I saw that it's up, you know, like when you boot up the Wii and it shows like the Wii U and it shows you like all the games that everybody's playing the most. Like they're both up there. Like Star Fox and Guard are both up there, you know, so Zero and Guard are. So. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a first party Nintendo franchise game. Of course they are. I hope. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the sales are. But supposedly those are the ones, I guess the people, the, it's like whoever's me versing the most about it. But it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like to see what the sales are for it. I mean, I'm sure we'll see it, you know, we'll read about it next month. But I'd like to see how well it did. Because I feel like people still bought it. You know, anybody who has a Wii U who likes Nintendo games is still going to buy Star Fox. You should buy Star Fox. If you yeah, don't totally. I've, uh, I've, I'm, ex- I'm excited to play the multi, the co-op mode. I haven't played it yet, but it looks Same fun. here. And I don't even really know much about what that entails, but. I do have a friend on uh, Mitomo that's been asking me to play co-op. <laughs> Someone you've met, like in a real person, right, or just a random Mitomo person? It's a re- it's a real person that I used to work with. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've, I've been meaning to try it out. I just haven't really had time, and it's and everybody's like sick in my apartment, so nobody can play anything yet. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I I like it. I think it's I think it's cool. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe we'll try. Hopefully, we'll get some time with Guard, and we can get into that in our in next week's show. But. You know, I guess, uh, is there anything else that we're missing about Star Fox Zero that we haven't talked about? No, not about Zero. I think uh, we've covered it. I think we covered it, right? All right. Well, then uh, I guess that's that. Was, this has been episode 22, and we are your hosts, Trey Johnson and... Jeremy Mikowski. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Do a barrel. Yeah. Do a barrel. See you.